Hello and welcome to the Hellas Football Podcast. And it's a big one today and I'm your host, Stephen. And with me today is Greg. How are you, Greg? Hey, Stephen. I'm fantastic. How are you doing? <laughs> I can't imagine why. I'm okay, thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, we are going to be joined by Nick as well at some point. He's just got home, so we will have a third member of the podcast at some point. But yeah, no, it's 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 end of the season, Greg, isn't it? All the league's done and dusted. We'll get sure to is. who uh, who won the title. I'm sure it's no secret who won it <laughs> this year. Um, but yeah, Greek football, uh, the Super League had its curtains on the weekend. A lot of fanfare from some uh, sets of fans, commiserations to others, relegation for the rest. So, yeah, yeah. we'll go through it now. We're going to start with the last round of the playouts, Greg. So, the first game was uh, Banadoligos nil, Offi 2. Um, it's a, it, Humundis scored an own goal uh, in the 84th minute and then... Uh, Romaning scored in the 94th minute to give Offi the 2-0 win against Banadoligos. Offi finished best of the rest, Greg. So they finished top of the playouts. Um, I think, you know what? Let me just check the table. Yes, they actually finished on more points than Volos this season. That's the second time in the playoff system that that's happened. It was the, fir- the first iteration that happened. Um, and it's happened again. So good on Offi. They've had a good playouts. Um, they, they always start really slow in the season and that's what hurts them in, in the latter stages and Bonadoligos had an awful run didn't they Greg going um going into the playoffs yeah they uh, I think scored one point in the whole playoffs um Abismal. credit to Ophir definitely a team with the right mentality but as you said they they start off really slow I mean they, their start this year was so bad watching them play was so bad I was even saying these guys aren't going to be in danger of relegation but um you know what? They changed coach and they they really turned it around and they um, did such a great job. Played some good football. You know they had some mixed results still. They they did lose some games at home, which they or and draw, which I thought they might have won. Um, but it's a stepping stone for next year and um, hopefully uh, they can you know do something a little bit. Um, you know I guess they'll be looking to make the playoffs next year as, as the best definitely compared to the rest. But what you said before in regards to the team from the play out beating the team that finishes last in the playoffs. I mean, that, that makes total sense because every year that team that finishes sixth is going to be a, a Volos or a Tromitos or someone like that who just probably can't can't match it with the, the big guys, the big five um, on a regular basis. So that, that's no surprise for me. But yeah, keen to see how Ofi does um, next year. Um, and I think that, I think that you know, they're, pretty, they're going to do a pretty good job of that. There's actually a really good documentary out. I haven't been able to see it about Ofi. And it's looking at... Um, behind the scenes, uh, some historical stuff, um, and just how the team gets on behind the scenes of everything. I forgot what it was called. I think it's called Blue, uh, Black Flame or something like that. So that looks pretty cool. A cool project by them to be done as well. Yes, I remember somebody somebody shared it on our group chat. And, and it's a really cool thing to do. It's not a very Greek football thing to do, unfortunately. And it'd be nice for the bigger teams to do that too, but what remains to be seen but it's all yeah I'd, I'd say it's probably it must be an equivalent of an all or nothing series like with Manchester City or Arsenal or, or um Sunderland till I die you know as for other examples yeah. so if you ever I don't know what chat I don't know what it's being shown on it's on um it's on it I'm pretty sure it's it's Cosmo deck because I watch most I've been watching most games there and I've seen the previews there um but like you said it's a very non-Greek thing you watch it at and it's uh, so intriguing. And you know what? I'm going to say a shout out to their coach, uh, Dambruskas, uh, who's come in, the Lithuanian. Um, he's he's really done a great job. And I saw um, he had a, a team chat that got posted online as well, which was really, really uh, motivating. And the, just the right lang- the right message to go out to a team, which is, again, stuff we don't see. I think the coaches do a good job of it. But overall, all this gets lost in the drama of Greek football. Um, so all around credit to him for that as well. Well, there's no surprise that the bad overshadows the good when it comes to Greek football, Greg. And um, so let's move on from that game. So the next one, uh, Levade Agos uh, drew three all with Bas Yanina. So crazy game. Um, uh, Yaniotas scored in the 28th minute. And then Bas Yanina equalized through um, Pedro Conde. Then um, Bas Yanina actually went ahead again through uh, Rosero in the 38th minute. So four minutes later than just before half time. Um, Zab, uh, Zabras scored in the uh, uh, just, yeah just before half time. Then um, Levadiagos actually went ahead. Uh, Vragas scored in the seventy seventh minute, and then t- three minutes later, Bamlidis scored in the eightieth minute. So that's how it ended. 
Um, we actually got this wrong, didn't we, Greg? Because we thought that there was one game left for teams to try and maintain their survival in the Super League. But apparently, Lavadia Goss were already relegated by this point. If I'm yes, wrong. that's right. So I've I've had in my head um, for a long time that it's the system that's been for the last few years where last goes gets relegated and second last goes into a playoff. But it is the t- the bottom two teams are automatically relegated. Um, so Lavadia Goss, no matter what happened, they were gone. Um, so another season. Look, they've had a history of being able to get back up there in a reasonable time slot. So it's going to be um, interesting to see what they do once they hit down to the Super League too. Yeah, and it, I think a lot of us put them down as relegation candidates, but but fairly early on, you know, I, I I didn't expect them to have this much fight. So fair play to them to take it to the second to last game of the season before they, you know, succumb to relegation. So good on them. Bas Janina had a mixed mixed season, not quite as impressive as last season. Obviously, I think they hit the playoffs last year, if I'm not mistaken, Greg. Um, so they did a bit of a downer season, but they had a decent enough um playouts. You know, third place in the playouts. So not terrible. They, they picked it up. They, yeah. They they were they were at one stage. They, they were going so bad they almost fall back into that relegation zone. But then they, yes. as soon as they sort of got back up there, they started playing football again and got out of there quickly. Yeah. So crazy game at the bottom of the Super League table, and then next on the list, um, uh, Asteras drew two all with uh, sorry one all with a, a Dromidos. So uh, Gostia scored in the forty third minute just before half time, and then in the second half, Adromitos equalized through. Uh, Gwen. Um, and that's how it ended. So three uh, three of the four games in the playouts were draws. Um uh yeah, so looking at the table now, yeah, does um uh, so bear with me just a second. Yeah, it doesn't really affect either team. I guess Adromidos doesn't finish best of the rest. Um it is what it is, I guess, with them. And same with Asteros. Neither of them have anything to play for, so Good, good. Yeah, it's just a interesting, not really the most interesting of games. I yeah, guess. Yeah, well, the most say. interesting for Atromitos is to see where they, where Coleman is going to end up next year. Because I thought he was a, I thought he was definitely going to stay there, but he's yeah. he got rumored with Olympiacos at one stage. Yeah, and... I saw that. Bloody hell. <laughs> um, but that doesn't seem to be coming to fruition. So, but he's <laughs> there's, there's still he might not be there. We'll see what happens. Um, but I think both teams were a huge letdown. They. Didn't really play good football like they have in past seasons, and um, uh, yeah, it was well they weren't they weren't pretty to watch, that's for sure. Yeah, just on the Olympiagos links, no thank you. Um, and <laughs> and just as uh, just as we're talking, uh, Nick's arrived. How are you doing, man? Uh, good. Speaking of Olympiagos links, I don't know what you guys are up to or anything, but I heard uh, well, almost a week ago Neil Lennon was another name linked. Oh God, yeah. We'll, we'll get into oh, the managers wow. in a bit with Olympiagos. Yeah, that that made me laugh Everyone more than Gerard. Anyone and everyone, yeah, blimey, honestly. Uh, it's just like we're being offered around Europe to some good level to mediocre to terrible level managers. Um, but we'll, like I said, we'll get into that in a bit. Um, the last playout game then, Ionigos drew two all with um, La Mia. So, um, oh, blimey, this what this name is long. Yeah, that's that. Uh, scored in the 30th minute and then uh, uh, Jose Gana scored in the 37th minute to make it 2-0 to Ioni Goss but then Lamia pulled it back uh, through Christopher Nunes in the 53rd minute and then Tosic scored in the 72nd minute but it didn't matter because um, Ioni Goss were relegated Lamia stayed up so yeah um, Ioni Goss succumbed to relegation had a bit of a second season syndrome there after having a fairly decent campaign uh, Lamia survived for another, live to fight another day in the Super League. Yeah, um, it was uh, some pretty crazy scenes at the the stadium there. Uh, it was a packed house. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the, the pre-match setup with the flares going off all around the stadium. Um, it was it was a it was a great sight uh, to be honest. And look, they were flying in the first half. They went two 0 up. Crazy scenes of celebrations. Um, but you know. Lamia has always been a tough opponent for Yonikos this year. And second half, uh, Lamia was much better. And they broke their hearts with that goal from Tosic in the 73rd minute. Because until Lamia was um, uh, equalized, Yonikos was um, looking to survive relegation. So there was tears aplenty at the full-time whistle that they let that one slip. Um, and credit to Vokolos, who's um, done a good thing with Lamia since he's taken over and has... Um, they're playing much better. They've gotten some good results and they've managed to survive relegation. 
Yeah, and interestingly, the two teams with the worst goal difference actually stayed up this season. So Lamia and Banadoligos both have 53 uh, goals against. Um, so that's pretty... The, the, sorry, the teams with the worst con- goals conceded, not worst overall goal difference. Um, although Lamia does have the actually have the worst overall goal difference. But yeah, yeah like you said, Greg, Lamia stayed up. Don't know what they'll do next season. They have to strengthen somewhere or somehow because it's going to be a tough old Super League season. Um as always, Nick, you got any more thoughts? of the same? Yeah, no, nah, more, more of the same. I think for Lamia, like honestly, that they really should. I, I, personally, oh, it's a shame only two sides go down because I would have loved to have seen both of these two go down. <laughs> yeah, well, if we expand, at Lamia some point though, to, uh... for the first time th- this season, they've been up now since I think twenty seventeen, and that was their first time up. Wow, they haven't had fans. They haven't been relegated since then they never used to have fans this season all of a sudden they got fans like with flares and everything i I didn't see the pre-game i only saw the post-game stuff yeah i now that you think about it it has been a long time because i remember when they beat us in the in the greek cup and i thought okay they're doing some good things there and they've just yeah they've not really kicked on from that point but look i mean staying up is for them is a good thing you know they i guess the money comes in for them even though it's not a huge amount um and being in the super league gives you a bit more profile so you know good on them um, and as for y- Yonikos, what I was going to say, it's another team from that Athens slash Atiki region that, that's going down. But that we've you know we've been critical in the past with a fourteen team league that close to what half the league is from that one sort of area. Yeah, and what I think um, spread out. But think... with, as it stands, Panseraikos uh, is first in the north in the Super League Two, and I think it's uh, Kifisia. Kifisia, yeah. yeah. yeah Panseraikos has uh, mathematically secured the promotion. Yes. Yeah, so it'd be good yeah. to have them. Like, be, be, not big yeah. club, but big sort of, you know, the presence up. Nice stadium, good fans. Yeah. Uh, as for the others, though, they, I don't think they've ever been up before. Dre- that'd be, see what they've yeah, been no, yeah, Not from my memory. Yeah. Um, yeah. But look, I mean... That's it's the- another, another Athenian club. Yeah, too many. But they're an interesting one. Yeah, they're a exactly. very modern club. They're the ones that got taken over by the... Um, was it Wasn't the Canadian that business? Galicia? Oh, Wasn't no, that Galicia? Oh. Yeah, Galicia got taken over uh, by sorry. that. Um, My bad. Yeah, but I think it was the American. But, but for, oh no, no, it was Galicia as well. Where Munier is at? I think it's it's, it's, it's Galicia, not not. Gifisia, it is Galicia. Yeah. So yeah, 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 right, yeah. But but yes, I mean, like you said, Nick, I'm pretty certain the playoffs we that that runs for one more season, and then the then Ebo or the Super League can decide what format they go with, and I pray they go oh. back to 16 teams and just play. Oh, a, I didn't. A know, I didn't season, know that. I pray. Because yeah, it's so, so much. I, better. I didn't know. Yeah. Even with the excitement of the relegation battle and the play and the title race this season, it's still a flawed system for me. Because you're, we've said it a million times. You're still getting Adromidos and Ofi, those kind of teams who just have nothing to play for. So what? It's like seven games where they're just they're not going to go down. They can't compete for Europe. And as we, as I said to Greg earlier, Nick, um, Ofi actually finished on more points than Volos. I know Volos. Yes. Com- Volos yes. competition was obviously more difficult. But you'd think, based on their improvement in form, they might have been able to get that last place. And again, it, and I know it's not a European place, but you you get what I mean. It's still having the opportunity to try and get there in the first place. It's a shocking system. Shocking system. Yeah. And I know it works for other nations and it's more complicated in other nations, i.e. Belgium. Uh, don't get me started. Yeah. Yeah. That's the playoff system for me is flawed, but it's it's made for a better season this season, I guess. Um, so we're gonna go to the playoffs next. We're not gonna start with Ayek because we'll get to that at last. Uh gonna make you wait, Greg. Uh we'll start <laughs> with you know what? We'll start with Bathanagos because Bathanagos drew one all with Aris. So um Klein Heisler scored in the sixth minute, very early goal, and then Juan Iturbe scored in the 25th minute, and that's how it ended. Um, so unfortunately, in a, in a saved penalty from our, our second choice keeper Lodigi. Yeah. So why why is he playing over? Um, why is oh, he I, playing? I just reckon last game of the season, sure. give, give him a run out as one one of those. And so no, yeah, nothing else I didn't even see that. The Was that a good save or did he miss it? They saved it. Ah. I was going to ask. So so just to you, Nick. Obviously, this has been a disappointing end to the season for you guys because you were top for yeah, so long. Exactly. And and it's a shame it's ended in that way. But do you can you find any positives to take from this campaign? Oh, uh, despite man. not getting your you know your, the, the the title for after thirteen years, I can be here all day with positives and negatives. He, heaps of positives. He, even 
I'll get to the on the field, but off the field for me personally, and I reckon I, I echo the thoughts of every Bunathanaikwa supporter when I say this, this is the first time since oh, I was still in school, over a decade, well over a decade where I've, you sit there sometimes, whatever, where you're just sitting there and you're, you're dreaming, your brain goes off to think about Bunathanaikwa and you're dreaming, when's the next game? When's the next game? Can Sunday hurry up? I haven't had that feeling in over a decade. We've, we've got that hunger back. We've got our club back. That, that's the ultimate positive. You, you won't get a be- bigger and better positive than that. For the first time, as I said, in well over a decade, with, with the fourth fourth or fifth, I think it's the fourth smallest budget, the fourth biggest budget. So compared to our other three title rivals, it's head and shoulders the smallest budget with the worst squad depth. So yeah, Jovanovic squeezed every single ounce out of these guys. Every single ounce, and and that and that's you saw the atmosphere. The game was phenomenal, and it was all for one man, Jovanovic. And if we're to do anything next season in Europe, it's going to be because of that man again, Jovanovic. Alafuzos, lots of negatives as well, of course, because you look. We've said this before. Last season, on paper, points wise, we got less points, but we were a better team, especially in an attacking wise, attacking sense, if that makes sense. We're scoring a lot of goals. It was free flowing. The ball was moving quicker, all, all that. But we had players in midfield that, that made a difference last season. This season, fast forward 12 months, Alexandropoulos, Lucas Villafanez and Gashinovic were all gone. And you had guys like Tzedin that, that were regulars, first-teamers. He's on, two, I heard today, he's on 270,000 euro a year, mm. which is peanuts, really, for a big yeah, four club in Greece. And he played over 3,000 minutes this season. Wow. It's just a la- lack of depth, a lack of options, a lack of punch, a lack of creativity. Def- defensively, we improved out of sight, again, which is a, a big positive. That's the main positive on the field. Uh, I thought of goals in the first half of the season, another positive. But, uh, yeah, g- g- going back to Alafuzos, the, you know, the chance, it was in his hands in January to, to spend, I guess, because we'll link with other players, not just Mancini. We ended up with Mancini, who's, a, who's been a great signing, and he's going to have a role to play next season. But he he let us down big time in that sense come January. Yeah. And he's going to come out and speak. Oh, let's see. Let's hold him. Let's see if he does speak. He said later this week, some stage. So let's see what he has to say. I'd love to see him come out and shed light on everything. I don't think he's going to do that. I think it's going to be solely fi- fi- finances, what he's going to be discussing. I guess you could say there's sort of, similarities to what happened with Arsenal this season in the title race in the Prem because oh, Arsenal didn't strengthen enough either. They did bring in a couple Cross of players like Crossard, yeah. etc. And you guys did the same thing with Mancini. And like I said, we were linked with Mancini. And I feel I've kind of regret we didn't get him, even though it's before his injury. Sergio oh, has been good for us. But you probably needed to strengthen a little bit more to see it through. But there you go. You get Champions League qualifying. Well, Bordard's been a letdown. Yeah. Yeah, no. Well, that, that's that's the big one I think now. you'll get through uh, that's the big carrot. That's that, the end goal in all this is to be playing in the Champions not in Europe as a whole, especially in the Champions League. If we can get to the group stage, I don't think we're going to be able to do that starting from the second round. As it stands, we play – so we're in the second round qualifying. We play the second places from one of Belgium, uh, which is Union Saint-Galais oh, or something Saint at Galen, the moment. Yeah, they'll, they'll be yeah, a tough Saint one. Yeah, Saint-Galais. Tough one. That's as it stands. So their league's not over. Then it's, I can't even say it, Dimpro. They've been around European competitions before. Ukrainian? Oh, yes. Yes, yes. The FC Dimpro, yeah. Swiss club, uh, Servet, who I've never heard of. The other two I've heard of. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, They've got plenty of European pedigree. So we we play, we're definitely going to be playing one of those three in the second round of Champions League qualifying. Uh, As it stands at the moment, it's the last week of July, the first league. Okay. So pre-season training for us begins on the 14th of June. Just after so that's less than a month away. Yeah, le- less oh, yeah. than a month away, basically. So pretty much next to no mm. holiday for these guys. Uh, and the draw for that will be on the 21st of June. Sure. So just to, just to quickly touch on Aris, I guess, because... And, and just finally, go, go, go. Uh, before we get on to Aris, if we do progress from that, we are guaranteed Europa League group stage spot, no matter what happens. And that's ultimately what you'd that, want. That you know, at the very, at the very worst, you, you, if you can't get through all the way to the group stage of the Champions League... Europa League would be great for Bathanagos. It doesn't guarantee you get through. 15 then, million. We've yeah, never had still, that sort of money. For, for if he, if he invested for any Greek squad. club, it's good money. Um, and just to, yeah, just to touch on Aris quickly, because you know we, we haven't spoken much about them in this conversation. 
But they get they get Europa Conference League. Hopefully they get through it. They had a good start last season, but they really they really dropped the ball in the qualifiers last year. Um hopefully they um yeah, hopefully they can improve as well. I think their manager's staying on for the next season, isn't he? Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, so because he's done a fairly decent job. He's he's really upset the apple cart when it comes to certain teams, especially Olympiagos. So yeah, they they've had an a reasonable end to the season, fair play to them. Um, and hopefully they, like I said, we just need as many teams in Europe as possible. So hopefully they can get through to the Conference League. Okay, the next game, Olympiagos drew, uh, sorry, drew. <laughs> Olympiagos won away at the, in, in Gumba against Balga 1 0. Uh, Samoseku scored a nice header from a Rodney cross. Um, and we, that's how it ended, really. Balk had some good chances. We defended really well. Balk may have been a tad unlucky with to not score at times. We were unlucky not to double the lead. Um, but that's how our season ended, you know. Solid in the last few games against you guys when nothing else mattered against Ike and against Bathanagos. Um, unlike you, Nick, this has been one of the worst seasons I've witnessed. Um, not the worst. I, that's still reserved for... Uh, second worst. For, your, for our generation, second worst. Yeah, yeah. For 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 my for my time of supporting Olympiagos, this is definitely for me the second worst because nothing will top seventeen eighteen. I think at least with this team, at times they had fight, but they didn't have the mentality to see it through. Whereas you felt like nothing was going with that team from five six years ago. And you look at the squad. I I urge you, but anyone to look at both squads pound for pound. This team is much better than oh, than yeah. the seventeen eighteen squad. It was abysmal. It, um, that seventeen eighteen goes through three coaches as well. I'm trying to they do, but. My- and you know what I the stupid stop. thing is, Nick? That team actually was top at one point. We were top at um during at the winter break. This Olympiagos team this season has not been top at once this season, no, no. and it's still a better team in my opinion. It's just the quality, the competition's been better. Um, that, that, that was done for you guys in the preseason. Yeah, With yeah. The, look, I, I've said it before. Yeah. I, I've said it before. Look, you can blame individual decisions. You can blame result, um, like uh, things that didn't go our way. But at the, at the end of the day, we didn't amply prepare properly at the beginning of the season. I've said it a million times. We, You were right, Nick. We didn't have a plan, brought in a load of players. Some worked out, some didn't, but it, it hampered our season massively. Top seed in the Europa League group stage, finished bottom of our group. That's embarrassing. Uh, finished third, you know, against, you know, understandably a good Ayak and Bathanagos team. We nearly didn't finish third. Um, we get Europa League for now. I can't yeah, believe I'm yeah. saying this, Greg, but I need you guys to win the double so that we get Europa League um, and Bark don't. Um, and we, we look like Nick said at the beginning, we're linked with a host of managers. My Sadly, my favourite manager, Sergei Rebrov, is not coming to Olympiagos. He looks like he's going to renew his contract with his current club in the Middle East. So we're linked with a whole host of good names, bad names and ugly names as well. And we might be getting a sporting di- uh, director of football in Andreas Cordon, who is a very good director of football um previously at monaco villarreal to just to name a few teams um and he's been successful there so if we can get him in by this week we uh it'd be good and then whole host of players leaving whole host of players needing new contracts for dunis needs a new contract bakambu's contract apparently will be agreed this week he wants to stay regardless of the money oh really um, yes that, that's, that's what he said thing. well he was in china so he earned a ton of money there greg so what he's yeah. come out, he uh, I'm not speaking in verbatim, but basically he said, it, uh, it was reported that he said it, it's not a situation of the money. He just loves it in Greece. And he's top, sc- and and to be fair to Olympiagos, we have the top scorer and top assister of the Super League this season in Bakambu and Gostas Fortunis, respectively. So positives, always positives but, to take from well, a terrible season. Olympiagos, I, I grew up with Aris and Panathinaikos in the sense that, well, at least we've got our coach. You guys have to, as you said before, get a coach in ASAP. Without a coach, how are you going to make signings? Exactly. Players want to know who the coach is. We're already linked to players okay. as well. And I just think, just then you make bring the director of football, bring the manager, then then get yeah. your fo- then get those um, players in and get those other players out. Um, it's going to be an interesting preseason, but I think we'll come back stronger next season i mean i hope so you guys might not hope so understandably it's already well history suggests history suggests you'll be back let's see it took us two seasons to recover right back when pedro martins came in it took us to see uh like another season to fully recover um but let's see let's see nick i don't know i'm i'm hopeful as a libyagos fan 
what gets me, the season's over. As you said, you guys have been linked with players already. Yeah. Artists, uh, uh, Rangers have been in contract with Lewis Baldmer. There's been a lot of like movement and talks already. The season j- just ended. But we, we, we extended it. I think it's just the way modern football's going, Nick. Like you're already yeah. seeing teams signing players, and it's not even June in like in, yeah. in European football. It's crazy. Like I remember when I was younger, it felt like the season ended, and then yeah, there would be nothing for like a month or two. Then stuff would start to trickle through with transfers, and stuff would start to trickle through with preseason friendlies, and and you'd feel like okay, the season started to get. Whereas now Longer. the season's over for for Olympiagos, but it already feels like we're preparing for. And we need to because of how the mess we've made. But just in general, it feels like we've already we're already starting afresh again, and we haven't had time to breathe. Um, but just to touch on Balk as well, you know, like I said, um, did play well at times this game. I think we were Olympiagos were the better team, but Balk have had overall a decent season. I'd say, um, you know, that they, they were in, in on their par. Own on par, don't you think? We're, Similar we're to us, certainly on par. Yeah, I, I'd say so. Um, Without probably without as much drama as as us, but, but you know that's our fan base online. Uh, um, this is going to revolve around Gosandelias, Willie or Wayne, basically. Yes, Willy and I, I f- f- as a neutral, I hope he stays for another season. And I, I'm yeah, sure that you guys would say the same, just for his development yeah. and what's happened to other players in in his position, like Zolis. Um, and um, yeah, look, but Balk still have the Greek Cup final to play against Ajax. I. If this is not a, for coming, well, this is coming from an Olympiagos fan perspective. I would, I would not like Balk to win just because of Europa League for no other reason. Um, in Volos, in Volos, yes. in Volos, a nice, empty, a nice big empty stadium. We, we will, we'll get to that very quickly. Um, so now that we've touched on all that, we can finally give you the floor, Greg. Ike. 4-0 winners over Volos. Zuba scored in the 16th minute. Then Gasinovic scored in the 33rd. Bineda scored in the uh, 59th minute. And Szymanski scored in the 85th minute. You sealed the Greek Super League title for the 13th time. How do you feel? Stupid question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Look, feel fantastic. It's amazing. Um, it's a really big monumental season, especially with um, getting the home ground. Um uh, similar to what sort of Nick was saying about Panathinaikos, it's it's been a different season in the sense that you can look at every team in the eye and be very confident of a victory. We haven't had that even 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 in 2018 when we won it, didn't have the conf- anywhere near the confidence that we had now. Um, and the question is, is is this the start of something pretty special? Because we've got a good uh, we've got a very strong starting eleven, um, and we've got the home ground back, which is uh, a, you know a bit of a fortress for us these days. Uh, uh, more so than I expected, but it's it's amazing, um, and we've got a, you know some really special players. Uh, the big question is if we're going to re- re-sign Pineda. I mean, he was always here on a one-year loan, um, and that was always the deal. But you know, as things have progressed and what's been able to be achieved, um, I think his his club is asking for twelve point five million, which is a a big price tag for a Greek club. Um, but with what's happened, the the atmosphere, the momentum, Milisanidis, I think something might be able to be. Um, achieved uh, game itself, you know, we, we dominated them. The, the uh, you know, very very good football. Zuba has come on amazingly in the second half of the season, and especially in the playoffs. I always, when we signed him, I always thought he was going to be someone who would be able to make that difference for us. Um, and at one stage, that sort of tampered out, and I thought that it's not going to happen. But boy, hasn't he come back with uh, a vengeance and been a, a player that can do something incredible against any opposition? Um, second title, so back at home, second title in five years. Um, our stats, anyone that looks at stats in the Greek Super League uh, this year and looks at all the teams will see that Ajax is uh, ahead of everyone by a, a huge amount of um, a huge gap. Where it's um, uh, I'm grab some had some numbers before, um, just even things like um, most players inside the opposition box. You know, Ajax averaged twenty six point nine in Greece in general. We have a team has an average over twenty four. Uh, and Ajax is at 20, 29.6, sorry. The next best was Spalk with 23.9, and then Panathinaikos with 21.7. Um, uh, the team that allows that didn't allow the opposition to put more than 10 passes together, again, Ajax was first there, and then it was Spalk, then Panathinaikos. Um, and there was just a whole array of, of stats which we we excelled in, which um, just, just, a, just sums up how good we were this year. Um, uh, what was the other stuff? So, and then the other thing was, you know, where we've come in defense, uh, 
you know, the last few seasons I've been speaking on the podcast and just been embarrassed with some of the goals we were conceding, especially to uh, the last two seasons prior to this year. And, uh, you know, with McCurdy, with Boyer, I mean, um, he's been a bit scratchy at, at times, but Savelas has done a decent job when needed. Um, Mitoglu, uh, whenever he was needed, he did well, but the two main guys have been absolute stars, as has Haji Safi on the wing at the right, uh, sorry, at um, right back, and, sorry, left back, and then Rota has done, Lazaro Rota has actually done quite well at right back. He was, he had his moments uh, at the start of the season. Uh, I still think he needs to work on his finishing, but overall, he, he was he was a very good positive impact on the wing as well. So um, those guys, uh, Gasinovic, again, he, he he went through a little rough patch when he came back from the injury, but he's picked up and doing something special. Um, and, you know, there's, there's so many players to mention. Mandalos did a great job uh, coming on most mostly as a sub compared to normal, and he was very effective and played some good football. So hopefully the ethnic key benefits from that. Um, and just all around, look, can't wait for next season, can't wait for the cup. Um, just, you know, I really hope there's a start of something special that's going to last for a long time. It's very important for us that we don't make the, state, the mistake we did in 2018 where we won the league and then we, you know, a lot of the team got dismantled. So I'm pretty confident a lot of this team is going to stay together um, and it's going to be... Um, a hell of a great cup final and then also Europe like it's really important we do something good in Europe in the new stadium um, you know we've got a strong team so hopefully we can make a mark there and not have the disappointment that's been every great club the last the last few years so I hope we, we capitalize on that there and also Greg I guess like similar to Nick you guys have the ch- are in the Champions League qualifiers as well now so how confident Third are you that you'll get through well get hopefully well at best get through to the group stage but obviously I'm sure you'll you won't drop as far as the conference league in those qualifiers. I mean, I could be wrong. It's Greek football. So, you know, uh, but at least you have that mass that at least you, unlike previous seasons, you guys and Bathanagos have that, uh, you have those like safety nets. So if you don't get into the Champions League, you at least have the Europa League. And then it, at, at worst, surely we'll have a multiple teams in, in Europe this season with the conference league. Uh, I had a quick look at the opposition op- opponents that we could potentially have. And it's, uh, like Panathinaikos, of course, it's not going to be an easy ride. Um, I'll probably get into more specifics next time in regards to that. But um, again, just based on uh, our home ground and what we've been able to do there and the squad we've got, I'm um, I'm I'm not super confident, but I'm I'm confident we can we can cause some damage and trying to get into at least you know definitely get through the first round and go from there. I mean. Um, we've seen for the last few five, you know, for a while now, Greek clubs when it comes to Europe where we haven't been able to really match even medium, you know, teams that are in the mid mid tables of other other countries. Um, I do feel this AIC team is a little bit, um, has that spark and has that flair that's needed and a good defense to, to be able to do something. So I hope we um, break that trend and, and do, something, uh, do something good uh, in Europe once the Champions League comes around. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'm... third round of qualifying, which begins in mid-August. Yes, against path. So they would have to win uh, two ties to progress into the group stage, the third round and the playoff round. Correct. Yeah, um, yeah. Keen to look into that a bit more. I'm pretty sure um, one of them is like uh, similar to the Spakta Donetsk. I think is potentially an opponent. Um, teams like that. So they're, they're, they're some high-caliber teams that we might face. Which hopefully we don't. Yeah, like I said, I think it, we might be seeded. Yes, you. I've just checked. Um, you are seeded. Um, it's just waiting to be confirmed as to who you play, pretty much. And and you that could be any team. Like there's a good there's there's a good mixture at that stage. So there's someone who, there's teams that are comparable. Some teams that might be tougher. Um, but look, all the best to Ike in the qualifiers. Same with Bathanagos, and congratulations to Ike for the title. I, like you said, Greg, I think I think having Aya Sofia this season did hugely help. Um, it's a it's a great stadium. It, it was rocking whenever I saw Olympiagos play against you guys, um, and it, and what it was one of the big difference makers. And and hopefully, I think are they still hosting a final at some point soon? Is it the Europa Conference League final they're hosting? If I'm not mistaken, yeah, that's in yeah. um. What is it in two two seasons time or something? Yes, something like that. So that's yeah. um, uh, you know amazing things happening there and for Ike as well. And like I said, um, beating Balk uh, this week uh, in the Greek Cup on my birthday it was well by the way. So birthday present for me. Give me Europa League football, <laughs> please. Um, 
Yeah, so that's and that's how the Greek Super League season ended. Uh, so we'll go through the te- both tables because I didn't go through the playouts. Um, so Ayek finished champions in first place on 83 points. Bathenagos finished second on 78 points. Olympiagos took third place uh, and got 73 points. Balkin fourth with 67. And then way further down is Aris on 51 and Volos on 40. Just to quickly touch on Volos, um, I guess... They've had a terrible playoffs, but it's not surprising to anyone. And good on them for getting into the playoffs because that's a goal they needed to achieve ever since they came up uh, from Super League 2. And let's see if they have a hangover next season. Um, yeah. and then... They almost got punished for starting too strong because uh, they lost some really good players. Yes, um, they did. But what they did better this year than other seasons was they didn't completely fall apart and not make the playoffs. So that would probably probably be a bit of a positive for them. Yes. Um, and they got they, you know what the, the the coach that guy is is a good. He's not. I, I was quite impressed with him and what he had to say and the way he carried himself during the game. And he really tried pumping up the players and um, uh, Vrastos, Vrastos, his name is Vratos. Um, so keen to see if he. I think he is going to stay on and keen to see what he can do with the group mm. next year. And if Volos again comes up with more um intriguing um purchases from overseas that are going to carry on to other teams because they've got a bit of a, a habit with that exactly okay so relegation uh group um Ofi finished best of the rest followed by Adromitos um Basianina um Asteras Panetolikos then Lamia as we said just survived relegation Ionikos and Levantiagos are relegated to Super League 2 um, and as you said Greg um Banseraigos are promoted officially and I think we're still awaiting the Northern group to have their side promoted. They're, they're the Northern group. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now that that's all over with, and we can say goodbye to the Super League and all of its drama for another, well, another couple months, <laughs> we move on to the Greek Cup because the Greek Cup, boys, has a venue, finally. It was supposed to be in the UK. It was supposed to be in Germany. It was supposed to be in the US and Australia. Selhurst Park was Cyprus. Cyprus, Cyprus was meant was rejected twice. It was even supposedly what, what? going to Albania or, or Serbia Poland. or Poland Romania. or you or yeah. you know or Venus or wherever yeah. Ebok could try get a, a venue. But it after all that, after everything, even even Lesbos, even the mayor of Lesbos yeah. offered the <laughs> island to have the final. Um, it is now in Volos with no fans. So. After everything, and I've I've written two articles about this, so please check them out. Plug, um, yeah. After everything, boys, this is a huge disappointment. I mean, I'm glad they have a venue now because it looked like there might not be one like within a week of the final being played. But it's a huge disappointment because not only have did they have show big aspirations, you know, Baldakos and Epo all like, oh yeah, we're gonna have this internationally for the diaspora and have it for, you know, to, to show Greek football and show big teams play outside of Greece, like uh, like how La Liga did the Super Cup and and stuff. But um, it turns out there were ulterior motives to that. And it wasn't how they, it wasn't perceived in the way that they, that they said they would be. Um, and so it's a, yeah, I wanna get your thoughts on this boys, because, it's a, it's good they have a venue, but it's a huge disappointment. Firstly, fill me in on how they got to vote, because I, I stopped following all this about a week ago when I got sick of it. When I saw Poland and Romania and Serbia and Albania, that's when I stopped. Like, like I thought, nah, this is enough. This is getting ridiculous. So I stopped caring at that point. How did they get to Volos at empty Volos? What what changed? Because I don't Volos, know. I guess they just... I believe um, Melisanidis, uh, Savidis and Bells had a meeting with... Um... I think Apple executive committees in there as well to try and sort something out with Bant- Bant- the Volos Stadium, and um, they ended up, you know, the, the best thing they could uh, Volos could accommodate was the stadium without any fans. There's going to be obviously VIP invitations, and the, I think there's been uh, they might have some uh, under 13s been able to attend the game, um, and uh, it's it's come down to that, and they've agreed to that. Um, yeah, as as terrible and as sad as the whole thing is. Yeah, and 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 like we said, I mean, uh, I think also Nick, there were other venues in Greece, like um, Panathinaikos Stadium was mentioned. Um, I think Lamia, 
Um, Ladisaz, Ladisaz Ayala Arena was mentioned, all without fans. But th- it's not just, I, I, I said it in my article, it's not, Airbot is the big problem, but also they're too scared to <laughs> fix Greek football. They're too scared to deal with these fans that do cause these um, severe issues every season. Um, <laughs> and, and rather than fix those problems and try and, you know, improve the atmospheres in these massive games that they are hiding behind uh, they're hiding behind those problems and shoving them under the rug and and this is an inherent issue that in greek football that if it doesn't change then it's going to get worse um if you don't deal with the problem and so we're just stuck with this uh we're just stuck with this like disappointment after so after they raised our expectations so high it's not even in Olaka. i look at it like don't get me wrong, this is the worst EPO leadership we, we've had and there's been some shockers and these guys for me are the worst. Because yes. did you also hear, yeah. just very slightly off topic, next season, no more foreign referees, just Greek referees. Yes. Because yeah. of what happened at Karaskaki when the Olympiakos supporters invaded the pitch, UEFA got scared for the safety of these foreign referees. So going back to Greek referees next season. Sorry, so, yeah, Nick, so, is this confirmed? We're, we're, we're not doing foreign Alexander anymore? Seferin came out himself yeah, and I read gave it on an official SCN. statement. Okay, cool. Uh, so you know what? Well, I'm really not against that at all. I was always knew this whole foreign referee uh, um, approach was going to... I mean, the, the mentality in Greece is on some things is is pretty ordinary. But I knew as soon as soon um, uh, as soon as they sort of had this approach, I knew it was just going to get even worse. And... We saw every time a Greek referee was appointed, it was huge, huge drama. And guess what? When they when they ref the game, they actually did better than a lot of the the foreign refs. So I'm kind of um, uh, glad about that. I will say one thing though, in regards to the worst um, Greek, I was just looking this up after you said that Baltakos, the worst president ever. For me, no one that goes as bad as Gramenos, Evangelos Gramenos, from 2017 2021. He takes the cake. Unfortunately, Baltakos has done some good things, but the 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 dealing of this cup final has just been one of the biggest embarrassments ever. The other thing, though, I was going to say on this is it, it's a society issue. It goes well beyond football mm. that I don't even yeah, think the APO right. is capable of fixing because you're going to have these supporters more than likely clash on the streets in Wallace. Oh, yeah, fully, fully. I mean, it, it's just one of those things, like you said, Nick, that is it. I, it's not preventable outside of the game, but surely... Inside, where yeah, they can right. control it, there must you're be right. something they can do. They don't do enough. No, you're but the, right. But you're you know, the, the, none, this is why Cyprus. Well, was they have done this in the past. They they have they have in the past. Um, you know, when they've organised that at Waka, especially, they have organised for the teams to sort of, um, you know, move towards the stadium in a certain way, and for the fans to approach the stadium in the way. So there has been nipples in the past. They have. I mean. Overall, the whole picture, what Nick was saying, it's it's a huge society issue and something that's going to be very, very hard to fix. But there has been part in the past, obviously, we've always had the fans there where they have taken measures into account. But this has been so badly organized just from a venue point of view, as if these guys were even going to consider the fan aspect. And that's why everyone doesn't want to have a, a hand in this final because they know it's going to be a bit of a shit show. So hopefully the big lesson has been learned. And that's another big thing for next season about the Greek Cup final. How's it going to be planned? Planned ahead um, and organized with fans. It's a shame. This has been a an ins- insane season on the field, um, and even the football quality this season has been up there with some of the best football I've seen for since the nineties and early two thousands. Derbies in particular um, have been it's so sad. Than I think season. yes, they've been great. Yeah. They've been amazing. So the, to have the the show, the showpiece cup final in the Volos Stadium empty is just is such a a, a moment killer. Yeah, so like like we've all said, they made a non-issue an issue somehow. And 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 Correct. going back to what you said, Greg, but, about them playing in advance, they're not going to plan in advance. If they, if this season's to go by, it's going to be last minute again, just like next year. It's it's and they, but the, like surely you said, not any any normal organized any normal uh, football association will have it pre-planned from the previous season. If especially like I know I know most places tend to have it in one place like you know FA Cups always at Wembley etc but at least if you're going to try different stadiums at least have it organized at the very latest at the beginning of the season so everyone knows what's going on. You can you can deal with the fan issue down the further down the line but at least have the stadium of the bloody venue where the, right. where the match is supposed to take place. Have that finalized um, you know, of season in, uh, in in advance of the beginning of the season, not two weeks before the finals are meant to be played. It's embarrassing, you know. It, it's just it's another 
thing that highlights the issues of Greek football rather than the the good things that do happen because the good things get shrouded all the time by internationally by by these ridiculous things that happen but yeah so now that we can take a, a breather the Greek Cup final does have a venue it is going to be played I play we haven't even talked about the teams that occur it's been the issues surrounding the final let alone the teams playing because I play Balk so go on Greg as an Ike fan how, how do you going into the actual game how do you feel um I'm very I'm confident as I'm um, really I can't wait for the game we've obviously got a bit of revenge to get on Balk they've dominated us in the cup final um and tracking back to I mean yeah look just I'm confident and that's another reason that um this this season has been special for AEC and AEC fans is because if you told us a, a tight championship with four teams going for it and such little points separating us all that AEC would come out on top in the derbies uh just even 12 months ago uh we would have been like yeah right because we've gone through um a lot of years now we've, we haven't been able to perform in derbies and get uh, the results so um to be able to do that i look i'm bulk is still a good team it, they've been a bit unlucky with results every time i've seen them play um look we, we've handled them quite well but the games i've seen them against olympiacos panathinaikos and even aris um they've had a lot of possession and they've, they've missed some chances uh, but at the same time their defense is probably not as strong as what has been has been in the past and they get opened up a fair bit so um man i can't wait i'm just it's just a it's a real shame we won't be in front of fans but got to get over that and, and get on with the game and uh, i can't wait till it's played Nick, as a, I guess you could say you're a neutral in this because this doesn't affect yeah. you, this this game, no, in any way. I was just going to say, yeah, exactly. From from Bulk's point of view, is they've got a, a good, especially recent history. They lost the cup final to us last season, but they, they've got a very good recent history. And in this, it's a free hit. There's no pressure for them. They can go out and, and just attack, really. Just, they just play, play football mm. with, with no worries, with no stress. I and guess, in the end, it's a win-win. So, so you can't, you don't lose. You made a final, or you're going to win a cup. I guess there's a bit more pressure. Before on the model, I guess would have won this season. Mm. I From Bulk's point of view, they do win it. I guess there's a bit more pressure on Bulk this season because if this this means this this is the difference between not only winning a trophy but getting Europa League instead of getting your own yeah, conference exactly. league. That's the only yeah, thing you're I right. could say. But like you said, exactly. Nick, it's not like it's. It's not. I don't think it would be as much pressure as the title. But then you know, I'm not a footballer, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, look, best of luck to both teams. Hope it's a good game. Hope there isn't fan violence that mars the celebrations of either team after the game or before the game. Um, and yeah, so the Greek Cup final finally has a stadium. <laughs> we, we've now. come full circle in yeah in the space of six years. In 2017, the same two sides met at Volos. When that, that infamous final that we still talk about to this day. Yes. Yeah, I remember it. I remember. Okay. So um, if there's no one, if no one else wants to say anything about the Greek Cup final, we can briefly talk about some Greeks abroad because there's one or two uh, that I've dig, uh, dug up here. So firstly, we'll go to Duvigas because his form has been excellent all season and it continues to be so. He scored three goals in two games uh, for his, his club Utrecht. Um, so yeah, he's he's in very good form at the moment. And um, I guess every time we talk about him, the conversation is he needs to go to a big club, he needs to maybe go to a bigger Dutch club or go to top five leagues or go to um or go to just a bigger team in a in a bigger league. Um is there anything else we can say in this conversation? <laughs> for, I hope you can bring this form to or... the national team. Yes, yes, definitely. But for Greeks abroad, he's gotta be top one or top two. Across the season for Greeks playing abroad, it's him oh, and yeah. Bavlidis. Definitely, him Bavlidis are definitely must be must be top two. The top two, yeah. In terms of how the, their appearances, the goals they've scored, their performances in general. Speaking of Bavlidis, they um his team as Kamal do play the second leg against West Ham. A little bit unlucky in, in the first leg; they were one 0 up at half time, and they yeah. West Ham pulled it back two one. It's not at over, but West Ham are by far the better team, have by far the bigger resources. So yeah. So that's Duvigas and briefly bubbly this too. Lastly, I do want to talk about Jan Nulis because I remember I actually tweeted this out. Um, he is apparently uh, looking to leave Norwich City at the end of uh, now that the season's over because Norwich haven't been promoted to the Premier League and are not even in the playoffs because they had a very poor season by their standards. So it looks as though he's leaving. Two um, Russian clubs have been linked with him. I mean, look... With the problems going on with the war and Russia as a whole, 
and what what how they are as a, where they are in terms of the footballing landscape it's a I don't think he should go there because he's not got European football in terms of like your international competition there and it's like once you go there no one's going to want to sign you if you want to come back so I don't know if this is the right move for him in fact no I do know it's the wrong move for him I don't think he should go to Russia uh, to play for uh, no matter who it is even if it's Zenit or one of the bigger clubs like Spartak Moscow don't go there just get, come either come back to Greece or just go somewhere else in Europe I don't know what you guys think yeah, yeah no, come no. Back to Greece probably come back to Bulk yeah yeah I, I mean he'd be he'd be an excellent player to come back to Bulk even if it's just on loan um, but yeah so I mean like I said anywhere but Russia at this current in this current climate if it was under normal circumstances yeah like it's still it's still be and then I, I yeah. still be a no yeah, for me, it'd still be a no, to be honest. But let's see. We'll we'll keep an eye on Janulis um, and his movements this season. Um, but apart from that, guys, I think that's pretty much it. Is there anything else you guys want to say before we wrap up? I mean, oh, actually, just to quickly say, we are planning on doing one big last kind of end of the season podcast celebration with as many members of the Hellas Football Podcast as um, as we can get on. Um we, I think it's meant to be this, uh, like this weekend or next weekend or something like that. I will, I'm, we'll, we'll try and iron that out. And, and also just for the off season in general, uh, George and I have been talking. We, we would like to actually try and have the podcast running over the off season because we said that last season and we didn't do it. So this season, ideally, we'll try and get some people on, even, even if it's just like to talk about transfers, talk about qualifiers or the internet, the international break for, for certain. There'll be a, there'll sure. be a podcast for that. So yeah, just any last thoughts from you two? No, as you said, um, look, look, look yeah. that last end of the season one with everyone. Mm. Great season. I hope next year is um I hope the quality and everything is as good next year. I hope there's a bit probably less drama off the field. Um <laughs> and I hope the, the you know, the cup final is um next season organized properly so that uh it's a true celebration. Um, and I, I actually hope this, you know, we'll see what the, what day the new season starts. But for the European stakes um, and the season in general, I actually hope the season starts a little bit earlier than what it has in recent past because I think it affects our teams in Europe. Um, we see our teams getting knocked out, then they really start preparing with transfers and that. So uh, I'd love to see the new season start a little bit earlier. Yes, yes, we were talking about that before, Greg, weren't we? Ideally, it'd be nice for it yeah. to start a bit sooner than it has been in previous years because it feels like Greek clubs don't have the momentum in Europe to actually get kicking, and that's partially why they don't, they might not always be ready enough to qualify for these competitions that we need them in to help for the coefficient. Um, but yeah, I guess just as a Libyagos fan, hope we improve, hope we strengthen, we better. Um, and just as a general Greek football fan, hoping that it's as competitive as this season because at times it was really exciting when without excluding all the drama and all the rubbish on social media it was actually quite cool to see four teams go for the title at one point so yeah i hope I, and and, awesome. and as many clubs in europe as possible as many clubs you know there's five qualify yeah. there's five teams in the qualifiers surely we'll get more than one <laughs> i think we can get four in group stage hope competition so. nick that'll be brilliant if we can get four out of five that's brilliant Three out of five even isn't too bad. Either, and we need but, it. Yeah, we absolutely we, need it. Greece need it because I think Greece, as it stands, are twentieth in the uh, in the UEFA yeah. coefficient, which is abysmal. But yes, yeah. uh, I guess that's everything. Um, please um, leave a five star review on any podcast and on any um, podcast platform that you listen to us on because we are on pretty much everything. And um, yeah, please share the podcast too to as many people as possible. And always always dm us if you want us to ask any questions we are we will do our best to put the questions out for for you guys uh, apologies we haven't been great with that recently but yes thank you very much for listening and we will see you next time